back here? Excuse me, ma'am. Mannequins disappeared from the storefront window at 11. Yes, my dear, your favorite, she's gone too. We're not talking about 1987's Mannequin. I think we should. Well, this is a slasher, but... This is basically the same movie. (laughs) Very similar. It kind of (laughs) is. Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl, Emily, and your favorite final boy, Nick, coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me of the Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. This week we'll be playing with uh, mannequins as we discuss 1979's Tourist Trap. I'd really be, rather be talking about mannequin. As always, Emily has an original VHS copy, so let's hear what's on the back of that box. While traveling through the desert, Woody and Eileen's car has a flat. In search of a solution, Woody is wooed by a woman's voice into an abandoned gas station. He discovers that the voice belongs to a mannequin. As he tries to leave, the door slams shut. Furniture begins to move and objects come flying at him until he's finally pierced by a lead pipe and impaled on the door. Through the final plot, incredible psychic forces are unleashed as the entire collection of dolls are brought to life as a nightmarish death machine to kill the final victim in The Tourist Trap, starring Chuck Connors, 1979, Your Thoughts. Ah, that back of the box pretty much gave away every plot point except one. <laughs> <laughs> they detailed the first death quite quite well. Yeah, I had a lot written down about that. Yeah, no shit. I don't think we need to do the podcast anymore. <laughs> See, <laughs> I think it's guys, already done. Uh, okay, so. Stay well, gagged. What are your thoughts uh, about I enjoyed the movie? It. I really liked it. Uh, it was it was weird, different. Um, I can understand how people would not like this movie. Uh, again, it's uh, it, I see how it is a slasher. It's just odd how it works into that genre because there's so much more in here than just the normal run-of-the-mill stuff. Yeah, and I love the Chuck Connors. I love stuff. the Rifleman and all that shit. Like, Rifleman, Soylent Green. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's in that uh, werewolf. Flipper. Yeah, I didn't know he was in Flipper. Old Yeller. Yeah, I had no idea. It's been a minute since I've seen Old Yeller. But Chuck Connors is awesome. I used to watch the Rifleman all the time on reruns. Yeah, um, I personally think he's a little miscast um, in this role. It's, it's odd for such an established actor like him to be in something well, like they this. Well, they wanted Jack Palance and then somebody really? else first. They wanted Jack Palance? Is that, you, is that how you say his name, man? I, either one. Whatever. I know who you're talking about. That's yeah, and crazy. Yeah, then somebody else, I can't remember. I'll look into so it. So they but. just got the other actor uh, who did the same type of stuff that looks basically just like him? Yeah. Okay, so they, so they had a typecast. Yeah. Um. So we have the beginning intro which kind of is a long title sequence it's got this silly little intro music but i find it pretty endearing and then um we cut to the whole what i I wrote in the 
on the back the what I read from the back well, of the we box. We talked to Woody. Yeah, Woody's getting uh, he's like getting a tire, and the the his girlfriend Eileen's waiting by the car, um, and. His, while he's like rolling this tire trying to get it fixed somewhere her friend her other friends show up that are on this road trip they're going on in a vw thing yeah but they call it a jeep but we know now peeled out of calhoun's parking lot (laughs) we know now (laughs) drunk on cuervo yeah so uh they pick her up and they go to i guess find woody well he's found the closed down gas station and Which, which isn't the gas station like kind of like a bar too yeah, it looks like a gas station plus a diner plus knickknacks plus I am whatever, but no one's in there. Um, he but he goes in anyway. There's a mannequin that sits up and starts laughing, and then the door closes and locks. And then well, he, he goes behind the bar after he's yelled for people, and then he goes. Ba- uh, what is it like the office? And he hears like yeah. What it, it seems like a, like a lady like moaning. You can't tell if it's like painful or if like uh like in uh, <laughs> in estrus or whatever, if you will, and uh, coitus and excess or uh, ecstasy. Uh, sure, sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it seems weird, but uh, yeah. Uh, then he uncovers what he thinks is the woman, and it's the dolls yeah. and all that shit starts and there's just a bunch of shit going on there's this cabinet that's shaking and um he goes to get he handles it pretty well he doesn't freak out he wants to get out he's trying to get out he gets a hole in the door so he can reach through and unlock it but something grabs his arm so he can't move and all this shit's being thrown at him from the cabinet like bottles and a knife and all this stuff eventually though this pipe not in the cabinet on the floor comes up and pierces his body in the back and just blood trickles out of the back. Now, I like I don't that shot. Really, I mean, is but, it is that really could that happen? I would imagine that some blood would trickle down if he well, had like I mean, a vital like, organ. It's a pipe though. Like aren't those dull at the end? Uh, yeah, and and, and uh, whatever force this was already used the knife. Yeah. So Anyway, after that, uh, he's dead. It's a weird bar. It was a bad night at that bar. Yeah, bad night. Everything's quiet. Nothing's moving. No sound. And it cuts to the kid. Uh, the kids are not kids. I, I don't know how old they are. Whatever. They're driving past, and they pass a sign that says Slauson's Lost Oasis Western Museum, four miles. Um, I don't know why they didn't just go towards the gas station. Because there was a sign for that too. Yeah, but I guess they are didn't you talking see about it. the kids who pick up uh, Woody's girl and yeah. then they're looking for Woody? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're like road trip, and then the, uh, I, I don't know who it is. One of the other girls, not Molly, because she's a stick in the mud. But either it's either I well, it has to be Becky, I think. Yeah. Says um, these tourist traps are all alike. They give you a big build up, and when you get there, it's nothing but a roadside check with a bunch of cheap trinkets. Not this time, lady. She's had prior experiences with tourist traps, <laughs> yeah. and they went they went south real fucking fast. Yeah. So they see Woody. Biggest pancake in the world. (laughs) Worst day of my fucking life. Yeah, she she, and she doesn't even know yet. Yeah. So they see Woody's tire in front of um, the sign for Slauson's Lost Oasis, but they miss when they pull in. They miss the hidden sign Mm -hmm. that's backwards. So I don't know how they'd see it anyway. That says "closed to the public" with a vulture on it. Um, what I wrote here was that Jerry's Jeep goes dead. Excuse me for a living. It's that's what it's, he, it's he, a VW thing and he better call, get it right. He calls it a Jeep though. Uh, so he okay. doesn't even know what kind of car he's got. I guess Jerry's um, an idiot. Yeah, Jerry. Hmm. So it, his, uh, Volkswagen thing goes dead and they're outside. They get out and there's this outdoor ticket booth and, um, 
one of the girls is like, come and look at this. I think it's paradise. Yeah, it's really just a, it's se- a waterfall. It's, it's really just a septic reservoir. It's a wa- there's a waterfall. There's a waterfall. I mean, come, there's a wa- uh, Coming straight girl, out of the bathroom. I'm like, well, you haven't seen a waterfall before? Yeah. Uh, this is paradise for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, I mean. There's, there's something said about it in a little bar. bit, too, that's just like that. So Ma- Molly's being a real big prude. The other girls want to swim, Becky and Eileen. But uh, Molly's like, but I, we don't have any bathing suits. And you know what that means, fellas. No why? tits in this movie. That's what that means. Why did they go on a road trip without packing bathing suits? Over, like it's a spring. Because also, do, do this we ever know where they were actually trying to go? Well, it's supposed to be like a spring break trip, too. No, we never know where they're trying to go. But it's supposed to be like a spring break trip. That's why it's, you know, this is coming out during spring. Mm-hmm. Um, So... Anyway, Molly uh, gets over it, I guess, because they all end up going skinny dipping, but... Let's see them, ladies, and we never do. We never do. And uh, Gasp, <laughs> there's a first-person first person POV watching. Oh, yeah. And then Jerry's also trying to fix the Volkswagen thing. Yeah. Um, so there's a guy in overalls that walks up to the girls. And Chuck Connors from TV's The Rifleman? Yes, and he has a gun. He sure does. He's still a fucking rifleman. He used to charge 75 cents to tw- 25 to 30 people a day to swim there till the government God, they moved that highway in. decided to build a highway. Well, make it easier for you. This is probably right around the time the interstate system was being built. Yeah. And he's like, that's it. He's like acting weird. And he's like, I don't get to talk to many people. But then he really up here in weeks. He really, you know, focuses in on Molly. He's very into Molly. Yeah. And I think Molly's kind of <clears throat> into him, too. Yeah, they're weird. Um, and he says, there's not a place like this in the whole uh, that's world. That's what I was talking about. That's uh, bullshit. Uh, uh, it's a waterfall with a fucking pond, dude. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of places like this in the world. Where have you been? Like, <laughs> why don't you start telling me the places you have been and I'll tell you what's there. Anyway, then he complains about how everyone uses the highway because everyone's in such a hurry nowadays. Except no. him. Uh, sitting there watching these naked girls telling this stupid fucking story about the, the interstate widening. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> he warns them to leave before it gets dark because of water moccasins. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know why the people making this movie uh, like really don't want us to know the other two girls' names at this point because I didn't know who they were yet. Mm-hmm. They never say their names at first because he's all Molly, 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 Molly. Yeah, Slauson's got a thing for Molly. We'll find out why later. Yeah. And like I said, I think Molly might have a thing for Slauson. Yeah. Um, well, all the girls end up getting out, and they meet up with Jerry, and they go back to the Jeep, I'm sorry, Volkswagen thing. Yep. Uh, Mr. Slauson offers to take them to his house. Uh, slash, Always a good idea. Slash the Slauson Museum. To get his toolbox. To, so he can get his tools. <laughs> so he can come help. check out my toolbox, ladies? Yeah, he wants because he says he's going to help Jerry with uh, fixing the Volkswagen thing. Um, and... When they get there, he's like, just look around. You want a beer, kids? My wife passed away just after the highway was built. It was the cancer that got her. (laughs) And he's still only calling Molly by name. We still don't I mean, whatever. We we know who he's interested in. He tells uh, Molly... That his brother made the man made all these mannequins that are in the museum because they're like they're so lifelike and he's like my brother made them but then he got hired in the big city and then he shows them this confe- <laughs> this mannequin that's a Confederate soldier yeah he's starting this he's starting to bleed a little right wing here yeah and like. it's a uh, it you know it moves around and then it shoots. And he's like, yeah, that used to scare a lot of people, especially the Yankees. That's why people stopped coming here, Slauson. So they noticed there's a house 
next door to the museum. They're like, do you live there? And he's like, no, I live here. Um, and he says, there's no one, uh, nobody really lives there, just Davy. Davy. And they're Biscuits like, Davy, who's Davy? He's like, Davy Crockett. <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't get along with General Custer. <laughs> and then he turns on his little Custer doll, too. <laughs> like, dude, you you got this, like, South Confederate thing, like, all Down. wrong, man. Like, <laughs> you need to shut the fuck up about that. <laughs> so, uh, he asks the girls if they can guard the place while he and Jerry go fix the Volkswagen thing. Sorry yep, that I kept writing yep. Jeep because that's what they referred to. Like, uh, whatever. Well, apparently, it's not a Jeep. So, also, he lets them know that the phone doesn't work. And he says, I also wouldn't walk around outside. No, yeah, okay. the phone doesn't work because he ain't got nobody to call. And that's not exactly how that works there, Slauson. Sometimes people need to get a hold of you. Maybe that's why you don't have any fucking business. People are trying to call to see what time you're open. And I think it's Eileen first that says that she uh, she thinks there's something funny about Mr. Slauson in the museum. It's kind of sad. It's either Becky or Eileen. I uh, Molly. It's definitely not Molly. But um, they're like, she wants to go and investigate the house next door. And they're like, don't go. And yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm going. So she leaves. Um, I, so this is Eileen. She here, she goes, she goes up to the door of the next door house and she hears people talking inside. So she goes inside and it's just these mannequins sitting in a room. And then there's someone that's whispering her name. And this is another case of kids breaking and entering. Exactly. Like, just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do you know, it. All these damn horror movies, they hear something or they, they just help themselves inside. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Hello. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Okay. So a bunch of items start to move on their own. Um, well, this is at, this is right before or right after she gets, she's again, she breaks in and, and she steals a scarf. No. Yeah. At, right. She's right. Stealing at the same time, She gets a scarf and she puts it on. Then, by, like, a stranger in a mannequin, like, mask shows up. I love that fucking mask. That is creepy as it shit. It is very creepy. It's a, it's because a, it is a mannequin-like mask, it, but it isn't. It's like a low-rent leather face, but it's still scary. It's scarier, I think. <clears throat> a little bit. Like, it's little, real it's, creepy. It's weird. It looks really un- unsettling. Um, So, she is telekinetically sat into a chair, and the scarf is telekinetically, like, strangles her, strangling yeah. her. Um, while other things move and break, seeming, seemingly by the killer, uh, is doing all of this, I guess. Um, back at the museum, Molly and Becky are wondering about Eileen. Becky wants to go look. Um, so, but before that, they find this one mannequin that's really on display. And they are like, that's really lifelike. And they feel it. And they are like, this feels like flesh. Yeah. Uh, it's, at, it's, at, it's at this point where you, you're starting to believe that Slauson is uh, fucking these dolls, these yeah. mannequins. Yeah. yeah. He's, been, he's been there alone for a long time. So Slauson shows up and uh, he says that Jerry took the truck to town, ta- took his truck to town. Um, by the way, Becky and Mary, Jeff are, Jeff are married. Jerry. Jerry. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he tells more about his wife dying, uh, whatever. And Slauson... <laughs> Slauson says he's going to go look for Eileen. And then there's Slauson in Davy's house, and he finds a mannequin that looks like Eileen. It's also a flesh mannequin. Wearing the same clothes that she yeah. had on. Um, he comes back and says he didn't find Eileen. Yeah, yeah. Then he leaves. Well, he, f- says, he says some weird shit in the house, too. Like, why would you do this or whatever? Like, oh, no. And so he knows, something's, he knows something about this. Yeah. And um, he tells the girls to stay. But they leave to search for Eileen as well anyway. Classic. They start to hear Eileen's laugh from the Davies house. And Becky goes in, but Molly stays outside. Becky thinks um, 
she, Becky thinks Eileen and Woody, because they're a couple, are um, have found. They found that she found Woody, and they're in there. Hey, Woody. She's like Eileen, Woody, Eileen, Woody, and then the masked killer comes up from behind after she finds this creepy mannequin, and she continues walking. So the uh, guy's just like following her for a while, and then she's attacked by multiple mannequins. And the killer is uh, dressed up as Eileen yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. It's really creepy. It is uh, creepy. When it's all the mannequins creepy. are like around her. It also gave me like ma- uh, maniac vibes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, mannequins in that too. So, uh, Becky's brought down to the basement of that house and tied to a post. Jerry's also in there tied to a post and then there's a woman on like a wooden slab her name's tina yeah well i mean they they don't know her do they no they no she was already in there she's been there for a minute yeah and the killer is real creepy his voice is real creepy he's like why don't you like me um it's a very talkative killer he talks a lot yeah he leaves and jerry says it's slawson's crazy brother and then i don't know if it's becky or tina but one of them says we're all gonna die (laughs) i think it's tina she tells them that he's going to kill them. So at this point, also, Molly's gone back to the museum. But the killer is making himself up, putting makeup on and stuff. And he, But he puts a top hat on. Yeah. And then he goes back downstairs and says, we're going to have a party. This is just found footage How of the guitar player Slash. <laughs> and he's making them drink something. I don't know what it is. Alcohol. I don't know. But the killer tells Tina it's time. The party's over. Yeah. She's pretty. She has to die. He says that a lot in this movie. So he starts covering her face in plaster, telling her that um, it, it'll it be fast, The her death. And he says that she won't die from being smothered by the plaster. Wait, it hits her lips. She'll die because her heart will explode. Yeah. And then you hear like... Uh, a big pounding and her chest going up and down and then assumed she's dead. Yeah. I'm not, I'm still kind of confused. I understand what the end result of this uh, little thing he's doing, this little procedure he's doing is I'm still kind of confused as to what the, why and what the fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Jerry at this point though has gotten free and they get in a fight, the killer and him, but he's overpowered and lifted off the ground by his neck. Yeah. No, it does it ends there, so we don't know really what has happened. Molly's at the museum and the phone rings, but I thought the phone didn't work. Oh. Anyway, she answers it, but there's nothing on the other end. And he don't have nobody to call. uh, He ain't got nobody to talk to. As she walks out of the museum, the lights that are surrounding the display of his wife basically because okay the display in the window of the mannequin in the window Mm -hmm. that felt like flesh that's his wife yeah yeah that one lights up um and the killer is still talking about so he's talking about hating his brother to jerry and becky slawson wouldn't let him go to the big city and he made him wear masks because he's so handsome he's more handsome than slawson yeah and jerry goes to grab this key but Davey, we we assume, moves the key with his mind, and he says, pretty good trick. Yeah. <laughs> so Molly's looking yeah. for everybody. She hears people, and someone starts whispering her name, which seems to happen uh, every well, other. It seems to be the killer's uh, uh, M.O. Mo- yeah, yeah Modus operandi. The killer shows up with a mannequin head uh, as well. Like yeah, he has yeah, one yeah. with him. He chases her, which is pretty tedious, except for the mannequin, except for the part where he throws the mannequin head and 
it like hits the ground and starts moving on its own. Like it starts laughing and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. part's okay. But otherwise the chase scene's pretty tedious. Well, I, I do enjoy the two though, that uh, even though he is like strong, he lifted Jerry off the, the ground. Um, it's, it seems like too this killer can be, even though he's got telekinetic powers, he, when the, when the people fight back against him, he struggles. Yeah. Like he, he is mortal. Like it gives yeah. the impression you can kill him. Yeah. Um, she finds Lawson in the truck and he drives her back to the museum. Um, she explains what the guy looked like and Slauson admits that it, that's his brother and that he had never killed anyone before. So he doesn't understand why um, he's killing people now. God damn it, Davey. He always wanted it to be like me, even my face. Is what he says. <laughs> so Molly wants to go to the police, but he insists on capturing his brother through the radio. He's going to play the radio and his brothers are going to come. Okay. Okay. So um, he has her stay outside, but gives her a gun and he goes inside um, to turn on the radio. And uh, while he's inside, the masked man appears. Molly shoots him in the stomach, but he gets up. She shoots again and he's like, Bang, bang, you shot me with blanks. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. His not, uh, so he takes his mask off, and guess who it is? Is it Weird Al Yankovic? It's Webster. It's Webster. Oh, <laughs> shit. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Gary, Gary Coleman. It's Chuck Connors, a.k.a. Yeah. Slauson. Also known as the Rifleman. Then there's kind of a chase. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. She hides in the that, you know, paradise murder water. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, Slauson comes out of the water behind her and captures her. I, that scene was ridiculous because it, it had just happened. She had just gotten in there. And how did how the fuck did he get uh, in there? Yeah, I don't know. But he had been, and also he's just been underwater. So, for a while. For a while. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> a minute, I guess. Yeah. Um, at this point, we are beginning to see Becky and Jerry starting to unrestrain themselves. But it Jerry's back. been like chewing through his bonds or whatever. Yeah. And Slauson's giving dinner to the mannequins. Uh, and he has one of the man- he, he starts using his telekinetic powers because uh, one of the mannequins. He, he's also wearing a mannequin face at this, like the top yeah, half yeah, yeah. of a mannequin face. Yeah. And he has a conversation with one of the mannequins about dinner. Um Molly Riveting. is in another room and she's restrained to um to a bed in the other room. Yeah. And Those are heavy covers. He brings in Eileen's mannequin. And he says, If you do me right, I'll be good to you because I could turn you into one of these. Because there's also all these mannequins yeah, in the yeah. room. Um now Becky and Jerry are now f- uh free. And they get out of the basement. Slauson's uh, Slauson's man, man, uh, mannequin mask. He's playing with dolls upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Uh, he goes to. Uh, they go to look. He go or he gets up because he hears something. He goes to look, but there's all these mannequins in the hallway, and Jerry and um, Becky have hidden themselves as mannequins. <laughs> I, I don't that's know what how you want to call it. They're just standing up against the wall. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how you couldn't tell like. They weren't real, or, or, or they, they weren't. They, yeah, they okay. are real. But he he falls for it. Um. So, but Slauson does see Jerry, and um, he ends up jumping out of a window and runs. Yeah, yeah. And while he's doing that, Becky runs while Slauson is uh talking to Jerry. I don't know. She it, she falls a whole lot. 
She stands yeah. around a lot. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really. She doesn't really give much chase. No, she, she, just, doesn't, and she then, doesn't have a real sense of urgency. No, she then she just sits down. Yeah, and uh, Slauson without the mask finds her, and he acts nice. You know, she doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. And he brings her to the museum to fix her up because she's hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, so fix her up to him is one thing. Fix her up to her. She thinks he's going to fix her wounds. Um. While she's in there, though, the mannequins come alive, and uh, all these, some of them are like shooting at her, and then all of a sudden, I like I like his John Wilkes Booth fucking uh, doll too. Yeah, like, it's like mannequin or whatever. So it's, it, God, this a, guy's it's, fucking right wing. It's just nuts. Like everything's coming alive, trying to get to her, but eventually, this Native American mannequin ends up killing her among the gunfire by throwing a knife into the back of her head. I like that scene. That was yeah. a good one. Um, there, there's a lot going on in, in that scene. Like, it's just like, you don't really know where to be looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I will say that a lot of this movie, we can't really describe as much that what makes this movie so good is more of the atmosphere of it. It's dark. Yeah. Um, and that it, with the, all these mannequins all around and they're really creepy. They're very creepy. It's very, and, very creepy. And, uh, the killer's really creepy and it's a lot of like, you know, I just don't, that you don't know what's going on kind of thing. Um, so Sawson's in his costume again. He gets Molly out of bed and he places her on on this little like, pad he's made on the ground and he does some t- telekinetic stuff. And he gets a little rapey towards her. Yeah, he goes, it's time. Well, he puts a, a, a mask <clears throat> that he's made of his wife over her face and he tells her that's why he likes her so much as she reminds him of his wife. Yeah, that's what, yeah. He, may, he takes Molly to his brother's old room, but the brother, he's... He is dead he said um and molly reminds him of his wife and sort of he yeah the, he starts kissing on her yeah it's, it's and he starts going tell me you love me yeah, yeah. tell me you love me and she finally does say it um back and then he's talking about his wife and his brother and he says i killed her both her and my brother <laughs> she was whoring behind they were my whoring back. behind they, yeah, they were, were whoring, whoring behind my back and apparently, in his mind, legally, <laughs> I think he's he doesn't understand what a crime of passion. He doesn't means. understand laws because apparently, legally to him, he says this legally: you can kill people in those situations. Man catches his wife cheating, so, you can kill them both legally. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's not how a crime of passion works, man. <laughs> like, Slauson's been up in this. Uh, in the hills. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if he ever had a wife or a brother. This Paradise Hills situation yeah, for yeah. so long with the interstate highway uh, situation. I think that's really what started all this. If they would have never widened the highway, he wouldn't have had a problem. <laughs> I think they were just building the highway. Well, couldn't he telekinetically tell them to stop? Yeah, I mean, couldn't he telekinetically move it? more yeah, yeah. or something i don't know i mean is that too much for his power people into fucking manic living mannequins but he can't fucking tell which the he does in a minute yeah. we, we haven't yeah i have an issue with that too but anyway um jerry shows up to save molly and she's uh he has like a an knife axe. or something he's got an axe an axe and she's like kills kill him about slauson she's mm-hmm. like kill him kill him 
but Slauson uses his telekinetic abilities to turn Jerry into a mannequin. As he's as he's standing there living. Why? That, okay, that, this even whole though time. that scene's ridiculous or whatever, that, that scene, uh, for some reason, and I don't know why, that was very unnerving to me when he walks up and he takes his arm off and he's like, Jerry's sitting there he looking at him. Like, his oh. head, he smashes his head on the ground. That was that, yeah, that's yeah. that. Then he twists his head up. That part didn't bother me, but it was the whole part of him sitting there watching him take his arm off. I was like, for some reason, that just does not sit well with me. It's like, oh. But if it was not that, that easy. Not that I'm scared of being turned into a mannequin. If it was that easy to make a mannequin, then why was he putting plaster all over that woman's face? I, I, I don't know. I guess she needed a shave. All he had to do with all these people, he didn't have to, uh, he, well, I mean, maybe time up and for, to give him time to use his powers, but like, not really even. Like, I'm just still, have him stand I'm still, there. I understand, like, he's telekinetic, but I'm still kind of. The limit or length of his powers, I'm not exactly sure. And I also don't know what he's using them for. If you had that, I mean, I understand, you know, Carrie was, like, traumatized from, like, high school bullies and everything. And so, well, her dad and had her it or something. And everything. Or, but, like, I think with, in a later uh, With him, it's maybe. like, what are you doing with this? You're just making a bunch of dolls. And, like, why would you involve anybody else in this? You've got well, because they invaded his property. I think they were just trying to drive through. No, because they go into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, he needed new dolls. And I get, he, All he the says, other ones are fucked out. He says later that Tina, he found her at, or earlier, he said he found Tina at the gas station. Well, that wasn't his property. With that logic, though, where was Woody's mannequin? Well, it shows up in a minute. Does it? Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, Mo- notice. Molly sees it. Uh, but also, here's the thing. So, where does his property fucking start if that gas station's down I there? I think he owns the gas station, too. Well, that's kind of like, that's a trick. <laughs> like, <laughs> get off my land. It's like, I need gas, dude. Yeah. It's like, like get <clears throat> off my land, but it's the entire state I think Slauson is just a bad businessman. Yeah. Like, like, uh, clearly, you know, <clears throat> I don't think it was just the highway that stopped your business. If Okay, if your business was 75 cents for 25 to 30 people a day before the highway, that doesn't really sound like, I know it's 1979, but that doesn't really sound like great business in the first place. Like, were you really living off of 30 people paying 75 cents to swim? I guess. I can't believe that that gas station's still fucking open, being unattended as it is. I mean, what is 75 cents times 30? I don't really feel like doing it, but I don't think it's enough to keep up. Anyway. We'll just get old quadratic formula in here and he'll tell us. <laughs> I can rain man out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that has nothing to do with the movie. No. <laughs> um, or does it have everything to do with the movie? Probably. In more, some, more than we know. I hate it. This I was just that. found footage of him. <laughs> I'm doing. Hold on, twenty two dollars and fifty cents yeah. a day yeah. in seven, 1979. And with inflation, how much would that be? Maybe fifty, fifty, seventy five dollars a day. I mean, that's pretty much what I make. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I can't live off that. I still have to have help with from my parents. Ah, uh, well, I live off of it. Well, uh, you don't have um, shopping problems like me. Mm. Um. Anyway, okay, Jerry's turned into a mannequin, um, and I still don't understand if it was that easy why he did, just didn't do that with everybody else. Um, all the mannequins start moving. Also, we had already said this Jerry's head has been taken off and smashed against the ground, um, and then Slauson starts dancing with his it's mannequin his wife. wife. Yeah, mannequin wife. Yeah. yeah. And so you know he's been fucking these things. Now you look at Molly, and she looks crazed at this point 
And she grabs the axe and kills Slauson. Gets him in the shoulder. Uh, it's like in the neck. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene we see Molly, and she's crazy as fuck now, driving that Volkswagen thing. Well, wouldn't you be after mannequin holocaust? Yeah. She's, but she's So she's driving away. Why did she take him? Just because she, she's, okay, she's yeah, smiling. She's, she's driving away with her... In that Volkswagen thing her with friends. her mannequin friends, like her friends that had turned into mannequins. I don't know. Did, was Woody in the car? Yeah. Okay. Well, well was Jerry couldn't have been because his head was smashed. No, it's sans Jerry. But, sans uh, Jerry. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's real bizarre. So, um, kill count. Woody. He's impelled with a pipe. At I'm going to do this by minutes, too, because I want to. Okay. Say something about All that. Right. He's impelled with a pop at eight minutes into the movie. Yeah. Then Eileen is choked with a scarf at 25 minutes. We had to wait 17 minutes for a kill. That's very yeah, rare. Yeah. Then Tina suffocated uh, slash her heart burst at 45 minutes. That's a 20 minute wait. Yeah. It is a little too long. Then we have Becky knife to the head. I love that. 25 minutes later. That, was it that long? Yes. Jeez. Because Tina suffocated slash heart burst at 45 minutes. Becky's killed at one hour and 10 minutes. Um, Jenny, I mean, sorry, Jenny, Jerry is turned into a mannequin. And that's 10 minutes later. So not that bad. And then Slauson gets an axe to the neck at two, scene, two minutes yeah. later. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, it's at an hour, 22 minutes. So that's um six deaths. And, um, I mean, it's, they're pretty cool deaths. Yeah. So our fun facts. So, uh, uh, the reason there wasn't any nudity is because the director said he was too bashful and embarrassed to bring it up with Tanya Roberts, uh, and the other actresses during casting. So when they got to the lake scene, he finally asked them if they'd be willing. The collective answer was no, even though Robin Sherwood had been nude in her first film, The Love Butcher. Wouldn't it be funny if Chuck Connors was like, well, shit, I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. <laughs> like, no, you, your role doesn't require that. It's like, but I'll do it. And then she would <laughs> Let later. Me do the suit. Let me do the scene nude. That actress would later go on to be nude in Death Wish 2. Okay. Um, and then Tanya Roberts would finally go topless that same year in the Beastmaster and fully oh, nude. Oh, yeah, Beastmaster. I, I, I knew I recognized that chick from somewhere. Yeah, and then she went fully nude in Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Um, Stephen King's really obsessed with this movie. He uh, thinks the opening scene's really scary. Uh, there's a lot of shit about how much yeah, he, he likes, likes this telekinesis. Movie. Um, the mannequin who gives the female lead something to drink is actually director Schmoller's then wife. Oh, yeah. That's when Molly's in the bed. Um, and the mannequin originally had two lines, but they were edited out and she never forgave him for it. Oh, so, um, it does, this movie does hold the distinction of being one of the few slasher films in history to receive a PG rating. Um, that's mainly because, yeah, that's mainly though, because the PG 13 rating didn't exist for five more years. Okay. But this thing was PG. Yeah, it was PG. I can't that, imagine well, it being R. The director yeah. was startled when the film received, received a PG rating, despite its disturbing subject matter. Oh, and man. What he perceived as uh, graphic violence. He stated in an interview with uh, that he felt the film would have been more commercially successful had it received an R rating. I don't know how much it made. I do know the budget was 350000 but I couldn't find anything about how much it made. 350000 Yeah. That's wild. Pino, That's very and cheap. I, I don't, I'm, I've, I don't they know. They did a good job with that then. Yeah. Yeah, damn. 
I don't know if this is how you say his name, but Pino Donaggio's fee for composing the score was one-sixth of the movie's budget. Pino Donaggio is famous for having done um, the music and score for Carrie, which is a Stephen King's telekinetic movie. Um, The guy that played Jerry did his own stunt when he jumped through the window. Hell yeah. And did he do his own stunt when he turned into a mannequin? Uh, Yeah. So so that guy is no longer with us. Yeah, okay. He, he, he really believed in this project. Um, the creepy laughter, which is prominent in the opening sequence, was created for the laughing hyena at the zoo in Lady and the Tramp. And it was also used in Disney's It's a Small World attraction, Creep E. Oh, I always shit. knew that attraction was creepy as fuck. And even though it's not like trivia, I did think it was kind of weird that this movie was like came out in 79 while they were filming Evil Dead. And this is the this predates the join us because uh, in the in one of the final scenes when he's dancing with his wife, you can hear uh, join us, join yeah, us. Right, like, yeah. So they were fi- there's no way they could have known they were filming that movie while this was like uh, about to be released. Yeah, that's yeah true. I, I love that stuff. Um, uh, one of the guys involved in I think the producer maybe uh, he hated the score because he really wanted it to be like more synthy like Halloween. But sure. I think I, I think the score, I think the way that the score was done worked for this movie. I think it gave, it it sounded silly at some points, but then it gave like a really creepy air that I think that a synth would take away from this movie. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like even though it was seventy nine, it doesn't look like it's eighties. No, um, the opening sequence with the items flying out of the cabinet was filmed with the cabinet nailed to the ceiling. Oh, that's awesome! And that the crew, scene was great. yeah. And the crew uh, were on top of the ceiling, flinging items straight down. And so that's how you get the illusion of, of that. Um, though the mass killer was called Davy, the production crew have since dubbed him Plasterface, which is a oh, spoof okay. on Leatherface, yeah. um, which we kind of talked about earlier. Um, apparently, Chuck Connors really wanted to do this movie so he could reinvent himself in the 80s as a Boris Karloff-style film villain. Which That's didn't, cool. Well, it didn't work out That's for him. That's a cool idea, though. Like, um, he's aging with his uh, craft or whatever. Yeah. You know, he's moving into different arenas. Because he was like a Western dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, so, oh, yeah. Jack Palance or Palins or whatever and Gig Young were each offered the role of Slauson. I don't know who Gig Young is, though. I've never heard of But apparently a bigger name. I don't know. Um, it was shot in 24 days. Uh, well, they should have just gotten Tab Hunter. Apparently, this is also funny to me. Jocelyn Jones, one of the actresses, was a classically trained actress. That, that's and, Molly. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And Chuck Connors was self-taught. So during filming, Connors would often act the dire- ask the director why Jones would have to go through various routines before filming scenes like breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he yeah. sure he's like, what's she doing? Yeah, what in the <laughs> hell? Um, apparently, director David Sh- uh, the Schumoller initially wanted John Carpenter to direct this movie, however, due to issues with financial arrangements. Uh, I wonder what that would have been like. Nothing against the way it is, but yeah. like... I, I don't know. I don't... You know, I'm not a fan of John Carpenter, so I don't, sure. I don't know. It would, have, it would have looked a lot different. <laughs> so, Slauson's line, once they moved the highway, I'm afraid we lost most of our business, is lifted directly from the movie Psycho. Okay. Um, in that film, Norman Bates says it to Marion. Um, 
this movie's a, a lot of times compared to Texas Chainsaw Massacre due to the intense atmosphere involving a desolate area where a mysterious family lives and owns a business. They don't really own a business in TCM. Yeah. But, um, and the main character is running from the maniacal killers wielding weapons. Um, and it's also a lot of times compared to House of Wax from 1953. I can see that. Uh, and like maybe a little bit of a, a splash of Motel Hell. Yeah. But Motel Hell. I guess that was afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a remake of an equally terrifying, apparently, short film from 1976 called The Spider Will Kill You about a blind man living with an apartment full of lifelike mannequins. Now it's saying on here the film's budget was eight hundred thousand, but somewhere else I found three hundred fifty thousand. That's still, uh, I but mean, that's very IMDb cheap. IMDb is uh, usually is notoriously wrong a lot of the times. So there is a Rift Tracks version of this if you like the Mystery Science Theater guys. Um, I haven't watched it. I don't I, really I know. About that. They, I don't really know how much there would be yeah. a Rift. I, I would. I mean, I'll watch it. I like that. Um, Sorry. Uh, so yeah, Chuck Connors was the third, third choice, and third, third on the call sheet. And Linnea Quigley. Goddamn. Uncredited role as a mannequin. Oh really? Yes. No shit. Uh, the original script did not feature telekinesis, and the mannequins were to move around and kill because they were haunted. Oh. Um, and it was Connors' idea to distinguish between Mister Slauson and Davy. Uh, by having Slauson walk with a limp, but uh, he plays both characters. So, the plaster used in Tina's death scene was actually gooey pizza dough. <laughs> uh, to achieve Becky's death, a block of wood was taped behind her hair, um, and a knife that was attached to a wire was thrown at the back. And once it was thrown, the knife stuck into the block. So that's how that happened. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah. Sounds kind of dangerous. And also, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's no, hint- a good effect. It's hinted that um that. Slauson had sabotaged uh, Woody's car at the very beginning with his telekinetic powers, as well as Jerry's. Yeah, to get the whole thing rolling. Vol uh, Volkswagen thing. thing? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a Volkswagen thing. Um. <laughs> Woody's mentioned quite frankly, even though he doesn't have. He's in you know, only like. You know, like two lines. Yeah, he's in it for like not that long. Eight minutes. <laughs> Um, originally Slauson was going to just kill his victims and mummify them into a life like mannequins, much like the killer in house of wax, which is a uh, very much a modern variation of, uh, that film, despite being a remake of mystery of the wax museum and house of wax. But in the original script, there was no supernatural element and Slauson was not telekinetic. That addition was suggested last minute by one of the producers in the movie. And though the telekine- telekinesis is never explained, it is still very effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The effects on it are really good. Yeah. I I really do like the effects a lot. And I like the deaths, even though, yeah, I mean, because you might think with this movie that um, they would be just the same because mm. they're tur- he's turning them into mannequins. But they do different things with all of them as we went through. It's a weird movie. Uh, it's a, it, again, like, it, it's, it's a weird how it, I guess what, what would you call it supernatural slasher yeah is that what it falls under I or would, whatever yeah I would because Nightmare on Elm Street would be a supernatural slasher yeah right? as is Night of the Demons in my yeah, opinion yeah 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 uh, no I, I thought that movie was awesome 
Uh, some people like get mad at me for considering Night like, of the Demons a slasher, classic. which is stupid because <clears> but they <throat> consider not not Marilyn Elm Street a slasher, and I'm like, well, just because demons are in it, they has every other element. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. <clears throat> um, so what do you rate this out of five? I'm gonna give it a solid three. Yeah, I give it a three point two five. Uh, because I give the music half a star, the camaraderie half a star. It's it's you know it's pretty good um, and fun. It gets the star for that. Chuck Connors is a really a uh, really convincing actor, and this is like uh, kind of off center of stuff I've seen him in before. The acting's good. Yeah, the kills and the creepy factor add. So uh, yeah, I might move it up to a three point five. Actually, I give it a solid three, man. Yeah, I I, uh, I enjoyed it. So, stay gagged on gooey pizza dough. I'm going to stay gagged on Chuck Connors' mannequin wife. Yeah. Yeah. Stay gagged on Jerry's uh, smashed particles of his mannequin head. That was a good effect. Stay gagged on that uh, knife thrown by the Native American. Stay gagged on the Volkswagen thing. God, please don't call it a Jeep. No. Do not call it a Jeep. Don't do it. And stay gagged on following us on all social media, Instagram, TikTok, Gag Me With A Knife Podcast, and go to our website, gagmewithanifepodcast.com to buy our merch and find different ways to listen, but you probably already figured that out. So, Well, next week we're going to be doing 1986 or 7 slasher, the movie called Mannequin. It takes place in Woolworths. (laughs) We're not. Yeah, yeah. Next week is actually um, April Fool's Day. Stay gagged. And happy spring. Don't go to a tourist trap. Stay away from Chuck Connors. He's weird. I think he's dead, so we're good. He died of lung cancer and pneumonia at the age of like 71. Maybe he turned himself into one of those fucking mannequins. Well, he might have. So stay away from any tourist trap. Either way, you're just going to waste your money or your life. (laughs) Like I said, biggest pancake, my ass. Happy spring. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. See ya.